Welcome to the Women Winning at Weight Loss podcast. Have you found yourself trapped on the weight loss journey, losing and regaining the same 20 pounds? Are you tired of starving yourself, eating less calories than your toddler, and making the gym your second home is just not an option? Then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Anna J. Fit, weight loss and mental fitness coach, and in this podcast, I'll teach you exactly what to do to lose the weight sustainably and never gain it back. Let's dive in. What's going on, my beautiful, gorgeous, amazing listeners? What's up, ladies? Welcome back to another episode of the Women Winning at Weight Loss podcast. I'm your host, Anna J. Fit, and I am so happy and so glad to be here today. So I've uh, taken a little, a little break there. I did not record any episodes for the last two weeks, and... Both of those weeks, I was like, oh my God, I need to show up. I need to say something. I need to put out value. I need to record an episode that's going to change someone's life. And you know what? It just didn't happen. And quick, quick background. I mean, if you, if you follow me or if we're friends on Facebook, on Instagram or, well, not on TikTok, but Facebook and Instagram, um, I had a lot of family pictures up. So y'all got to see my parents and, um, and all those great, wonderful memories that we were um, forming together, basically, because my parents have been here visiting from Europe. And so it's been a really, really busy time and trying to balance work, running a business, taking care of my clients, taking care of my children, taking care of myself. But then at the same time, also squeezing, just having quality time with my parents. I don't know about y'all, but my parents are my world. Like we, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really a baby when it comes to my parents, no lie. So anyways, that's not what this episode is about, but I did feel kind of a sense of, you know, to me, to me, everything that I do in my business is all part of social responsibility, right? If you're not familiar with that concept, basically social responsibility is, you know, what falls into like moral, morally, ethically, that belief that, hey, it's part of my values as part of this society to do what is best and what is responsible in order to help other people in any capacity possible. And so I'm sure that a lot of people don't give a shit about social responsibility, but I'm that type of person. I'm always like, oh my God, what's going to be the right thing morally, ethically speaking? What should I be doing in here? What, you know, what should I be doing for this person? Hey, what's happening over here? Let me help. That's me. So in my business, in my mission and the work that I do all day, every single day. And what gets me out of bed and gets me to show up for all of you ladies is that drive of mine that this is the socially responsible thing to do. Yes. So my apologies, please forgive me. I am back stronger than ever. And sometimes I think we do need breaks. Sometimes I do think that we need to take a step back every now and then and get our creative creative flow back and get inspired, right? So sometimes it's good to take a little break and and also allow people to miss you. Did y'all miss me? You don't have to answer that. It's okay. Anyways, let's dive into today's topic, today's episode. Today, I want to talk about when is the, the right time for a woman to get fit? When's the right time for a woman to get healthy? When is the right time for a woman to lose that goddamn weight? Let's talk about that. First, before I dive into that, let me tell y'all something. The reason why I have been so triggered. Like I wrote this on a piece of paper on my long ass to-do list probably three weeks ago. And I was like, God damn it, I need to do an episode about this. The reason why I was so triggered was because I had a weight loss consultation with a lady and 
as we were going through kind of the history, what tri- what's triggering her, what's motivating her right now to go and hire me, find help to really get, get her weight under control, take back control over her health and all that good stuff, right? Her answer to me was, I just dropped off my daughter at college. So now I'm an empty nester. And now I feel like it's the right time for me to create, like now I have more space. There's a little bit more money, a little bit more space, a little bit more energy that I can direct back to myself and I can pour into my own cup. Because basically for the last, you know, freaking 18 years, it's just been all about my daughter, my daughter, my daughter. What can I pour into her and never about what can I do for me? And here's what I'm going to say, right? Because I'm not going to, sh- I want to make sure that, that y'all understand that this is not shaming anybody. But I got off that phone call and I thought about how many women have given me the same story just in 2023. And that kind of, and I just felt overwhelmed with kind of a sense of sadness because should a woman really wait until she's in her 40s and 50s, right? Obviously, it depends on when you when did you start having kids. That's a whole different podcast episode. But you know what I mean. Is it is it okay for us to wait 20 years before we say, hey, now it's my turn? Is it okay for us moms to say, well, I'm just going to keep sacrificing my fucking health, happiness, how I look, how I feel, uh, you know, and continue hearing the doctor tell me that my lab work looked like shit for the next 20 some years because it's all about these kids first and foremost. Then the second that they leave us and that they go and start their own lives, they move out, they go to college, they pursue their own dreams. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, now's the right time for me to start putting myself first. Well, what the fuck? What the fuck? And so that was kind of what the trigger was. But again, if you follow me on social media, if you're friends with me on Facebook or on Instagram, I wrote a long post a week or two ago. And that right there was motivated by the fact that we spent as a family Labor Day holiday weekend or whatever out of town. And my brother, which is very interesting because we're in the middle of Mercury retrograde. Mercury retrograde is all about reevaluating the past. It's all about taking a scroll down memory lane reevaluating your past, the lessons, reopening wounds, reassessing behaviors, trauma, you name it, right? And it's interesting that right during Mercury Retrograde, my brother decides to, while we're sitting there as a family, just pull out like all these old files. And they were all old ass pictures. Um, I mean, I was born in 1985. And he pulled out pictures from literally like the 90s. And if you're not my friend on Facebook yet, or if you do not follow me on, on Instagram yet, now is a wonderful time. <laughs> Here's my invitation. Add me on Facebook at Anna J Fit or add me on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at Anna underscore J Fit. That's J-A-E-F-I-T. So you can read that post yourself. Beautiful post. Um, and so basically that stemmed from this whole episode of us sitting down at a restaurant on this patio, whatever, enjoying our Labor Day holiday. And my brother pulls out these old files and we came across all these pictures. And one picture, it was like somewhere outdoors, like in a park or something like that. Lot beautiful green scenery outdoors. And my dad, so I'm guessing my mom took the took this picture. 
my dad was on the ground, like he was doing, he was in push-up, uh, like a plank position. He probably was doing push-ups because listen, y'all, my entire life I've seen my dad do push-ups, like no matter what. After a stroke, before the stroke, when my dad was young, my dad, oh, don't matter. Push-ups. That's the go-to for my dad. So I know he was doing push-ups. But my brother was sitting on his back. And based on the picture, kind of did the math. Um, I presumed that my brother was approximately three years old, which means I was approximately eight, something like that. And so you see my dad in plank position, most likely doing push-ups with my brother on his back, effortlessly, because my dad's been an athlete his whole life. My dad is now 73, had a stroke uh, four years ago. I'm really not great with math sometimes, but four years ago, my dad had a stroke. My dad's still doing push-ups, riding bikes, doing all that shit, even though it's really affected his vision. So he's definitely going more so on the blind side. It's progressive, but he's becoming blind. Uh, but still, all about that fit life, all about being an athlete. But in a corner, in a corner on the other side of that picture of this scene, you see me doing a reverse crunch. If you don't know what a reverse crunch is, look it up or just look at the picture. And I have the shittiest look on my face, y'all. You've got to go look at this picture because do you want to laugh? Go look at the picture. Greatest laugh of all times. I couldn't stop laughing and looking at my fucking facial expression. And I know I shared this with my clients and my clients were like, mm, that looks a lot like, uh, that looks a lot like us when we're doing these fucking workouts you're throwing at us. And I'm like, oh, okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. So now I know how they feel. I looked so unhappy. But you know what? This picture, this entire scene, obviously took me way back to my childhood, my own memories, growing up and everything. And then I started to, to look at, hey, so I don't necessarily, I don't remember this scene. I don't, right? But you know how it goes. There's a lot of things about our childhood that we don't vividly remember. But then you see pictures and then certain things come back to the forefront. And it's kind of what happened here. And so as I'm watching, I'm looking at this picture and I was starting to think about all the times that my dad took us to, that took us hiking, took us to the trail and walking the dog. Because the dog always was like, was always a part of anything that we did outside, anything that had to do with exercise, except for when we play basketball, the dog was always present in all those things. My dad is a huge fan of dogs. And so am I. I got it from him, obviously. And I was like, dad, remember, man, look at, at first I was laughing by my face. I was like, dad, I don't know why you were making me do reverse crunches at the age of eight. But obviously I wasn't really appreciating the whole thing. Okay. I was like, my dad, my face looks terrible. And he's just laughing. And I was like, dad, I remember, man, like, you used to take us to the trail hiking like every weekend we'd go for miles and for miles. And I was like, dad, you will always outrun me no matter what. And this honest to God, I told my dad, I was like, dad, do you remember how angry I would get, how pissed off I would get and frustrated every single weekend because I try to run my ass off. And no matter how fast I ran, no matter how much I practiced running, no matter what I did my entire childhood, all growing up, I could never outrun my dad. And that was like literally like my goal in life. I need to outrun my dad and it never happened. And so my dad was laughing and, you know, we laugh and then we scroll in down memory lane and all that good stuff. Right. And all of our, all of these memories that we talked about, they were all centered around, you know, sports, the active life, fitness 
And it made me realize that since, since the day I was born, my dad instilled in me the value and the importance of living a fit life, right? And I didn't realize until I, I wrote that post, I didn't realize until I saw that picture. And what I did was I, we had literally just gone to the gym at the hotel when we were out of town for Labor Day weekend. And so what I did, because it was so powerful as a statement, I took this picture from 1993, okay? Now y'all know how old I am. I took the picture from 1993 that my brother had dug up, right? And I did a collage where I put it side by side with this picture that we had just taken earlier that morning, my dad, my brother, and I, of the hotel gym, right? It was like a gym selfie, like a work post-workout selfie. And so I put those pictures together. I said, 1993, Versus 2003. And the only difference, obviously, aside of the fact that we've all got, we're all much older, was the fact that I was smiling and I was eager and excited to take this picture in 2000 and 2023. And I was so happy that we had worked out together and that I had got my workout in. I was excited to go into it. In 1993, obviously, I didn't really value exercise. That wasn't my cup of tea, obviously. But the lesson that I drew from this and what I realized that hit me, I mean, in the fucking face is what a gift my father gave me, probably subconsciously. Probably, I don't think that my dad necessarily went into parenthood and was like, I need to teach my daughter how to make fitness a priority in her life. But my dad was an athlete. My dad played basketball his entire life, all growing up. That was my dad's thing. And... And may, I haven't had this conversation with my dad. I'm going to ask him and I'll probably do another episode about this. But what's always motivated him to go running, to do push-ups, to go lift weights, to always be active no matter what state, no matter what was going on in life, my dad would always go work out no matter what. And it's crazy how as children, we are absorbing like sponges, right? We're taking it all in, we're taking it all in, we're taking it all in, but it's a very subconscious process. Like none of us are like sitting there consciously thinking, oh, this is wonderful. I'm eight years old. My dad is making me do reverse crunches in a fucking park. I am going to utilize that skill later on in life and monetize the fuck out of it when I launch my own fitness business. Ain't nobody thinking that, right? We don't have those skills yet. But the amazing gift that my father gave me by always finding a way to show me and teach me about how he was carrying himself, that fitness was such an important component of his life and automatically it would always be an important component of mine. So he passed that on to me and it was like, it's an unspoken thing, right? It just happened. It just rubbed off on me. It just, he just passed it on to me and it's one hell of a fucking gift. But I never actually truly realized this entire process or what a gift it was or that my dad actually started doing this shit from literally like me baby up, like baby. And probably, shoot, probably the second I started walking, my dad was probably like trying to make me work out. My dad was also my basketball coach once I was in my teens. So my dad's love for basketball rubbed off on me. I always love basketball. I think it's the best sports ever. And then my dad coached me and my dad taught me how to play basketball. Huge impact, huge influence on my life. And again, only later on when I see why I am now and how important fitness is to me and how central it is in my activities and my behaviors also with my children, I'm like, wow, passing that gift along to them. 
Well, my point is in this entire episode, if you didn't catch my drift yet, it is what if my dad, what if my dad said, I'm going to neglect my health. I'm, I'm not going to do shit when it comes to my self-care. I am going to let myself go. I'm, I'm going to become fat, unhealthy, miserable. My energy is going to be trashed 24-7. I'm not going to be able to be a hands-on parent because everything I'm going to be doing moving forward is pump every cent, every dollar into my children, their development, their skills, um, build up their intelligence, hire the best tutors, um, you know, uh, draw, make them do what, whatever, like fill in the blanks, right? What if my dad had had that mentality and that mindset? What if my dad said, Fuck it. I don't have time to be meal prepping and eating healthy and teaching my kids how to eat healthy. Um, everything for me is about I got to focus on them and their homework. And then I got to work three jobs and I got to do this. I got to do that. There's no time, energy for anything else. What if that had been my dad's approach? And then by the time that I turned, you know, I left my, I left my parents at 20. So by the time that I turned 20, then my dad would have turned around and said, oh, okay, I did a phenomenal, phenomenal job. I did wonderful. I did amazing. My daughter, she's all set. She's leaving home. She's going to college. Now I can start to utilize some of those funds and pour them back into myself. Now I can take some of this open time or this some of this energy that has opened up and I can pour it and direct it back at me. Oh, now I can utilize the extra space in my house to turn that room that she occupied for so long. Excuse me. Into my gym. Oh, now that I don't have to drop, you know, her off uh, every single day here, there, whatever, pick her up from school, take her to a job and all this extra shit. Now I can take this extra time and redirect it at me. Now I can go walk. Now I can go hike. Now I can go meal prep. Now I can go get my groceries. Now I can focus on really turn reversing my prediabetes and my high blood pressure and my cholesterol. And I'm going back to the point that I made earlier. This episode is not to shame anybody. This episode is to wake you the fuck up while it's still possible. This episode is a huge realization, harsh realization maybe for some of us, that the right time, the best time for you to get fit, for you to get healthy, for you to take back control over your health, right? For you to lose the weight and wear the clothes that make you fucking happy. For you to lose the weight and go out there and date and and allow yourself to feel sexy and beautiful and powerful and all this other shit that goes with losing weight and feeling better and stronger. That time is actually ideal when your children are little and they're fucking sponges watching you and observing what the fuck you're doing. That ideal time is not when your kids are fucking grown, they're adults now. They've seen you be miserable for the last 20 years. They've seen you pack on the pounds every single fucking year to the point where now you're in the upper 200s and it's the heaviest you've ever been. Your joints are aching. Your back is falling apart. You feel like an old fucking 80-year-old lady, but you're only 46. Ladies, listen to me. And and if you are listening to this and you're 46 and you're 52 and that was your thought process, that was your mentality, okay, so be it. But take this episode and send it to your daughter. Take this episode and, and send it to your neighbor. 
take this episode and send it to somebody at your church who is younger than you and has that same thought process of, well, I don't have time right now to lose weight. I don't have, I don't, there's no energy for me to lose weight right now because I got to raise my three kids and all of them are under the age of eight. No, actually now is the motherfucking time. Maybe don't send this to your church folks because, you know, I don't know. Or whoever you send this episode to that needs to be, you know, shaken, just give them a gentle, polite disclaimer that I'm going to be cussing my ass off on this episode. Because you know what? I believe in being true to myself. But the right time to lose that fucking weight, the right time to get fucking healthy, the right time to regain proper healthy energy levels, the right time to go hike, the right time to become active again, the right time is really the ideal time is when your children are young and they're watching you and they're, and they're impressionable and they're taking notes in their little tiny brains. That's really the ideal time. I'm not telling you that if you got fit and you lost the weight at 56, that it's too late and you fucked up. That's not the message here. Because honestly, whenever the fuck you do it, so be it. I want to see y'all win, no matter what age, what phase of your life, where you at. Are you in Alaska? I don't give a damn. You got your shit together once you move to Hawaii. Wonderful. Go ahead, sister. But what I'm saying is, for those of you who are listening, let this be the, let this be like the thing that shakes, that shakes you. Let this be the message that reminds you that, honey, the best time to really get this shit done and take back control is when your children are watching because what what a hell of a motherfucking gift that is for them. I lost sight. I lost myself. My my dad taught me these wonderful skills. My dad put me on the right track. My dad gifted me the love of sports and fitness from the early ages. I lost myself somewhere in adulthood when I got pregnant by accident, was, fre- was in this fresh relationship, was a chi- I was a child. <laughs> um, and so was he. We got ourselves in some shit we didn't understand anything about, didn't know anything about. We didn't have the proper support either, financially, mentally, emotionally, physically. We were in college. We didn't know nothing, right? It was not... The right situation. It was not an ideal predicament. Did we do, did we, did we do a great job? Did we make the best out of it? Absolutely. Looking back, sure. But if I could change the situation, you know, if I could add some money to it, if I could add some knowledge and some wisdom to it, all of that, of course, yeah, I would. But the point being, I went through all of that shit and it created a lot of wounds. And I was in a, a situation where I didn't have the knowledge or the resources financially and other. And it took such a toll on me mentally. And then as y'all know, if you listen to my first episode, especially, boom, I, it, it led to extreme weight gain. It, it led to extreme emotional binging, emotional eating. It led to postpartum depression that because of my lack of resources and lack of knowledge and education, I did not know about and I did not recognize. So I couldn't talk to my doctors the way that a person who knows some shit would talk to them. Which then years later, continue to linger on and be untreated and turn into 
a severe episode of clinical depression and anxiety that had me on the floor, literally, and then bedridden for the next nine months where I lost 30 pounds because I stopped nourishing my body. I stopped eating. The pants were falling off of me. I, my bones, my bones were sticking out. I literally looked like I was ill. Like, you know, like the unhealthy weight loss, like the, like the you sick weight loss, right? And I couldn't even leave my house because I was so panic and anxiety ridden 24-7 to the point where eventually I started to contemplate taking my own life. I lost myself. Shit happened to me. And I gained all that weight and I, did st- and I developed all of these unhealthy habits. And all this shit was just a vicious cycle that took me from one piece to the next of this vicious cycle, et cetera. Until I hit the absolute rock bottom and I realized, okay, honey, you got two ways out. One way out is you go ahead and follow through with your exit strategy. You commit suicide, you leave your daughter and you call it, call it quits, right? And the other option is you, you grow a fucking pair. You put your big girl panties on. You go to the hospital, literally the emergency room. You tell these people that you're about to commit suicide if you go back home and they need to motherfucking intervene because you're scared of yourself at this point. And from that point on, you're going to get all the help that you need, that you deserve. You're going to have access to whatever resources out here. You're going to continue grinding and fucking hustling until you get your um, your health back. You stabilize your mental health again. You can thrive and go back to being Anna. Which then, by the way, on my healing journey, I coined it. I termed it Anna 2.0. So that was my goal then. It's like I'm going, I'm building Anna 2.0. Obviously, I'm here today. So you already know which option I ended up going with. I took my ass to the emergency room and I told them people that um, that I'm a danger to myself. I want to commit suicide. I can't continue living like this. I done lost my shit. I told them I lost my shit. I hear voices in my head. I have terrible nightmares where I'm harming myself. Um, it's just horrible. I just need help. Do something. I can't go home like this. And from then on, obviously, my recovery uh, path and journey started. But eventually coming out of that healing and recovery journey, from a lot of studying, a lot of research, I realized, oh, the central element that I need to get back to is exercise, is physical movement. It's that therapy from moving my body and um, kicking those happy endorphins, hormones back into gears. That's what's going to heal me, keep me alive and help me thrive and become Anna 2.0. As I rebuilt myself and found my way back into the gym, what I didn't realize then that I realize now because I've done this whole in these last couple, like in this last week or so, I've just been going back into my childhood memories. Basically, my dad had given me all these tools and he put them in. I always tell my clients this, like we go through life with this huge duffel bag, this huge backpack, this rucksack, whatever you want to call it. And you're like traveling, hiking along this path, this journey called life. and. Every time you run into like a new storm, a new problem, a new in, uh, interaction, encounter, uh, shitty circumstances, something happens to you, you do something to somebody, what, you lose a job, whatever. We open up this, this, this rucksack. We open up this duffel bag. This, this, maybe you got a suitcase. Maybe you fancy like that. We open that shit and we're like, God damn it. We're like scrambling, trying to look for a tool. Which tool can I utilize to get past this storm? How the fuck do I get out of this hurricane? God damn it, it's fucking flooding everywhere. What tool do I utilize to get out of this flood? Y'all know I love analogies. And we're scrambling, we're looking for the tools, right? And the reality is that depending on what our parents gave us growing up, 
some of us got relatively empty tool bags, right? Some of us got overflowing suitcases that are overflowing with tools because our parents gave us so many skills or whoever raised you, right? It could be something, it could be your grandparents, whoever. They gave us so many tools to operate with and to handle problems with and to navigate life with. Some of us have been so blessed with so many tools. And the other reality is that sometimes we face shit, we don't have no tools for it. We ain't never faced that shit before. We don't know how to cope with it. We don't know how to deal with it. We ain't got the right tool in that bag. So we learn in that moment. We create a tool. We figure it out. We get slapped in the face. And then we're like, oh, okay, I got it. Boom. You acquired a new skill. You acquired a new tool. You created a new tool in that moment because you had to as a response. Put that shit in your bag. You keep on going, going in life. And what happened to me as I came out of this horrendous, uh, severe episode of depression is that some way along this path of me going back into the gym, I didn't really realize it until I'm talking about it now, but I, I went back to my suitcase. I went back to my rucksack. I went back to my duffel bag and I was scrambling, scrambling, scrambling. I, I'm in the gym now. I got to get, I got to get back fit. I got to build, I got to build up my muscle mass again. God damn it. I'm an athlete. I play basketball. Yes, I had a child in the meantime. Yes, I gained 65 pounds. Yes, I hate my body. I don't like the way it looks. I got rolls everywhere. Yes, on top of that now, I've been sick in the bed. I have no muscle mass left, right? I'm weak. All these things. But I went back scrambling in my suitcase and in my bag and looking for that tool. How do I get back in the gym? What do I do in the gym? How do I build myself back up? How do I build strength back into my body? How do I bring fitness back to the center of my universe and the center of my life? How do I do that? And what I'm understanding now, especially when I looked at that picture from 1993 versus 2003, I mean, Jesus, 1993 versus 2023 is that my dad handed me those skills. My dad gave me those tools. My dad put those tools already in those bags for me long, a long time ago before I understood the value of them. And when I needed to, I went back to them, pulled them back out, got my shit together, got back fit, got back healthy, um, took back control over my health, physically, mentally, emotionally. And what have I been doing since then? Unknowingly, I've been passing those same tools, those same skills to my children and I've been putting them in, I've been putting those in their duffel bags and their rucksacks and their uh, suitcases. And you know, I speak German, obviously, because the way I just said the rucksack, <laughs> but that's, that has nothing to do with this topic, obviously. But I've been unknowingly doing the same for my kids. And so the moral of the story, the message here today is, I don't necessarily think that there's per se, a right or a wrong time to get our shit together. But I find it unfortunate that so many of us are waiting for our children to leave us. So many women are waiting, so many mothers are waiting for their children, for waiting to become empty nesters, to legitimize, to validate, to excuse, to explain why all of a sudden it is of high importance to get healthy, get well, get fit, lose the weight. But so now those children experienced so many years of their lives 
where the energy of their mom was low, where mom could not be the hands-on mom and couldn't play with them because she was always sick, where mom was hurting every step she took up the stairs because she had all kinds of physical aches and pains and ailments that were due to her being obese. All these children grew, growing up experiencing mom being self-conscious, mom hiding in loose baggy clothes and never wearing cute shit that she feel, felt good in genuinely. Ex- children experiencing a mom who hides because she doesn't feel good about her body and her weight and her appearance. So one of the greatest gifts that we can give our children, literally, is setting them, setting them up for a long life of success so where they understand from child up, from young up, the value of nourishing your body appropriately, feeding your body with love and respect, honoring the temple that God gave you. Moving your body, playing outside, walking, going, play soccer, basketball, going hiking, walking the dog, um, like go, doing push-ups in the garage, getting, getting on your treadmill in your bedroom, hopping on the Peloton. How many of y'all got Pelotons that y'all are hopping on? Your kids are watching you. They watching you. They taking notes every step of the way. Are you going to fuck up as a mom? Of course you're going to fuck up. Do I fuck up every day? Starting with the fact that I cuss. Obviously. But so many of us have gone through these phases of our lives where we packed on the pounds. We lost ourselves and our health took a turn for the worse. We've been going to doctors and they've been telling us and they've been warning us that our A1C levels keep creeping up. They've been telling us fucking cholesterol. Keep going up every time I see you. Stop fucking eating those, those ribeyes and bacon for lunch, breakfast. I mean, for breakfast, lunch and dinner, right? But we're not taking heed. We're taking heed when the kids packed up their shit and said, peace out, mom. Oh, then we taking heed. And it's always the right time to pour back into your own cup. Yes, it's always the right time for you to take back control over your health and get right. Yes. But what about when is the right time for us to get right, to get healthy, to get fit, to take back control, to get our energy back, to get our confidence levels back? while our children are still paying attention and watching and learning from us. Yeah, that's powerful, right? That's powerful. So, you know, it's just, it's just something I wanted to speak on because every time I hear it, it may, I understand it from a logical standpoint because it's like, okay, they're gone now. So now I can't focus on myself the way that I felt I couldn't focus on myself before. I understand it from a logical standpoint. It makes sense. But goddamn, 20 years just went by. 20 years just went by, right? Or for you, if you're listening and you're younger, let this be the trigger. Let this be the motivation. Let this be the reminder that You don't have to let 20 years go by. You can make all those changes now and not only will it change the game for you immediately, not only will it save you now, not only will it improve your quality of life, reduce your ailments, your pains, your aches, right? Not only would it allow you to get more out of life now, 
but it will allow you to get more out of your experience with your children now. And it will allow your children to get more out of you in terms of their experience growing up. It will allow your children to use those tools that you're coming up with and bringing to the table now. And they're going to pack them into their own bags and they're going to be 50,000 steps ahead of your ass when they are running into life stressors and depression and anxiety and having babies and going through divorces and shit. And they will have tools that you didn't have when you went through that shit. And like I said, because I believe in social responsibility. If you're 46, if you're 52, I don't know how old you are. None of my business, right? But if you are older and you fall into that category where your children are already gone, they left the house. They're no longer being, they're no longer absorbing your everyday habits because they're not there to watch you. It's, they're not, it doesn't rub off on them because they're out of your house, right? Pass it along, pass this episode along to them. Pass it along to pass this episode along to younger women at your job who have a weight issue. Pass this episode along to any of the women in your circle, family, friends, relatives, foes. I don't give a fuck who it is. Pass it along to the fucking cashier you see every Wednesday at 9 p.m. at Walmart who've been telling you over and over again that she's struggling with her weight and she only fucking wishes that she could get her shit together because her kids are young and they need an energized mom. Social responsibility. If this episode no longer applies to you, make it apply to someone else who needs to hear this. Because the right time to get fit for us mothers is when our kids are paying attention. It's when our kids are young and it's time at that time that we're putting those tools in their bags. We can't put tools in their bags that we don't fucking possess. We got to get those tools. We got to bring those tools to the table. We got to clone them tools. We got to give it to them so that they end up 50,000 steps ahead of us when they go through the emotional shit that we went through that led us to gaining all that weight. Woo! Y'all, we went to church today. Except, I mean, minus the cussing. Other than that, it's like we we just sat in church. I really feel like a preacher sometimes, no lie. And if you didn't pick up on it, but my voice trembled a couple of times. I got emotional. I got emotional. This this is this is definitely an emotional um episode. Also, we're still in the middle of Mercury retrograde. So I'm just sitting here all day, every day, just going going down memory lane and just all the emotions are just heightened. What is it? Mer- Mercury retrograde. But then seven different planets like a week ago were retrograde at the same time. And then also we had the super moon, the blue moon, the goddamn red moon. I don't know. We had a bunch of shit. It's been back to back to back to back to back. And my emotions have been so heightened. And I've been embracing the process because from a spiritual, mentally, emotional standpoint, it's important to do those things because you unlock new levels of yourself. And a lot of healing happens, right? But yeah. And you come on here and then you record a podcast where you're like borderline crying every five minutes. That's basically what's going on here. But this episode definitely came straight from the heart. I know y'all know all episodes come straight from the heart because I want to see y'all win. But take heed. And if you're past, you know, that point, your kids are already gone. 
obviously don't beat yourself up. Just keep grinding, keep hustling, keep staying focused and enjoy this journey as much as humanly possible and pat yourself on the back every step of the way because you're doing it, girlfriend. You're doing it. But at the same time, pass it along, pass the moral of the story, pass this message along to the younger generation women in your life and your entourage that you're running into that are having weight issues now because their children are young and impressionable still and still being influenced by their mother's everyday habits. So now is the time to intervene for them. And remember, back to my point at the very beginning of this episode about it being a part of social responsibility. We don't all have the same values. We don't all believe that we have social responsibility. Or if we do, we don't believe to it at the same degree. I understand. But I showed up today and I did my part. That's all I can do. That's the most that I can do. And I certainly enjoy doing it. So ladies, thank you so much for showing up again. Um, Tag me, take screenshots, share the episode. Tag me when you do on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, Follow me on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, all of it. And don't remember to get inside of my free weight loss community called The Women Winning at Weight Loss. Same name as the podcast. Every single week I'm doing highly valuable um, live trainings inside of the community. I'm also always announcing when I'm running free challenges. We got a free challenge coming up right now. So it's now is the time to go ahead and sign up for that. Get in there. And obviously, if you have been on this weight loss journey, it's been a yo-yo journey. You've been on this roller coaster. You feel like you're going crazy like the hamster on the hamster wheel. You're not getting any fucking where except back to square one. Honey, now is the time for me to shake you and remind you that you need help. If you have not been figuring this out on your own, no matter what you've been trying, nothing is working or you keep finding yourself back at square one, the reality is that you need help. And if you've been listening to my podcast, then I'm here to tell you that the person that is probably going to be the best person for you to help you on this journey is me. So I don't say that like, I don't, I don't really mean that I want to say that lightly because I definitely want to help you on this journey, discover a sustainable, simplified way to take back control over your health, to get fit again, to crush all of your health and your weight loss goals the right way so that it sticks with you. And I can officially help you get off of this hamster wheel. So if you want to go ahead and schedule a free consultation call with me, I'd love to get on a call with you. So we can chat about your goals, your needs, your challenges, what you've experienced or tried in the past and has not worked. And then I would present you with a game plan of how to help you get exactly where you want to go. So ladies, click on that link and schedule your free consultation with me. Other than that, thank you so much for tuning in again. Keep a smile on your face, spread love and positivity to those around you. And remember, remember above all that you deserve to live in the body of your dreams. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Women Winning at Weight Loss podcast. If you found today's episode valuable, make sure to share it with other women in your life and head over to Facebook to join the Women Winning at Weight Loss community. We'll see you there.